Welcome to Reporter's Notebook. I'm Enriquez Cerna of KCTS 9. Seattle Mayor Ed Murray has released his 2017 budget. Crosscut.com city reporter David Croman was on hand in the city council chambers as the mayor laid out his budget proposal. And David joins me now to talk about it and the reaction. First of all, let's talk about the atmosphere in the chambers as the, the mayor delivered his budget. It was tense. It was tense. You could even maybe say a little awkward. <laughs> Quite a few protesters had shown up or just, you know, members of the public who clearly intended to do some protesting had shown up pretty early in the day. Some were saying as early as 11 and lined up in order to get into this two o'clock speech. And then following a sort of behind closed doors reception for all the department heads, basically all of Murray's invitees kind of filed upstairs and filled the room and saw these people who were waiting for a good portion of the day to get in were not allowed in. And so needless to say, they were upset. <laughs> you could hear kind of when you're sitting in the council chambers, people downstairs shouting, let us in, let us in, shame on Murray. Even at one point while he was speaking, you could kind of hear this banging as they were banging on the railings. So it was, yeah, it was, it was a little bit tense, but it made it interesting. <laughs> <laughs> made it very interesting for the mayor, I suppose. Uh, no public participation, I say, or at least attendance. In this, this no, case. right. I mean, the, the argument is that they could have gone into the Bertha Knight Landy's room downstairs and right. watched it on live stream. and um, But, you know, I think there's something kind of a little unsettling or symbolic maybe about <laughs> filling up the room with kind of people who are basically very supportive of the mayor um, and keeping the people who are maybe not quite so supportive downstairs. Out. Yeah. And, and this is mainly the block the bunker group, right? Right. It's the... the I mean, you know, there are a lot of things, but they're sort of recently galvanized under this banner of Block the Bunker, which is the fight to kind of block the construction of the new $149 million North Precinct Station. So they, they led the fight on that, but it's sort of grown a little bit beyond that into other issues like the youth detention facility and um, Murray's plan to add 200 new police officers to the to the police department. Um, which, anyway, the Block the Bunker group, at least so far, they've managed to block the precinct uh, at this point. And, but talking about the police, uh, police were a big part of the budget proposal that the mayor came out with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not so much that this is new. He announced last year a funding proposal actually to add 200 new police officers over attrition. So as police officers retire or get fired, you know, you've got to replace those first. So that really means hiring about 400 new police officers. Um, so he, he put that in his budget last year, or at least bumped it up to 200. Um, and he'd been saying for a long time he wanted to grow the police force. So it, it wasn't a surprise that this was still part of his plan. But, you know, there's was some maybe minuscule hope on the part of the protesters that he would, you know, come out and say, uh, we're, in fact, we're not going to do that. Um, I don't think that was ever going to happen. He'd already announced his funding proposal for this plan um, and so, yeah, I mean, he, he took the opportunity to sort of reiterate that he thinks adding this number of police officers is an important thing to do. Well, also at a time that we're still under this uh, federal uh, consent decree and uh, all eyes are on the police department as well as for their actions. Uh, so far, it seems like they are making some progress. Uh, but how's he going to pay for that? He's going to pay for it through a, a small tax on like a kind of a small B&O business on occupation tax. Which was interesting to see play out because, you know, business community doesn't live 
having new taxes and a lot of times they'll sort of cry foul and saying that business is kind of shouldering the burden of Seattle's ambitious plans. Um, but it turned out that's usually in the, more in the context of their kind of progressive labor proposals. When it comes to cops, head of the Chamber of Commerce, Maude Dedan, came out and said, you know, she's fine with this. She's okay with it. And it's not an insignificant amount of money to add 200 new police officers requires another $15 million a year, every single year, to pay all their salaries, not to mention kind of all of the effort that goes into sending them through the academy and training them up. But, you know, for right now, he sort of has the favor of the business community who gave him the okay to add this business tax, which is, I'd say, a win for him. And what about homelessness? That that was also part of the budget here, the focus anyway. Clearly, this was where Murray wanted the emphasis to be. He came out even before his budget speech and announced that he was going to be adding $12 million onto the already pretty large budget to combat homelessness. So last year, it ended up totaling about $50 million. And this year, it's looking like it's going to be about $60 million. That A lot of that will go into kind of giving a kick in the pants to his new Pathways Home approach, which he developed on the advice of a former director of the U.S. Interagency Council on Homelessness, Barbara Poppy, who came out and basically told the city, your way of dealing with homelessness is disjointed and it doesn't make a lot of sense and it's inefficient. Um, And so here are these things you need to do to kind of fix that. I think Murray has been wanting to say that for a long time, but having a consultant like, like this woman, Barbara Poppy, say that gives a little oomph to his, his assertion that this is the case. And so a lot of that new money you will see into reorganizing those systems. And and I would, in that approach, too, there's a big emphasis on results. Right. Sort of what United Way has done in that uh, in how they give out money. They, they're they expecting results from the nonprofits that they're working with. Um, so in this case, it's the same thing. Yeah, and it's um, – you mentioned United Way. I think one of the problems that people talk about with approaching homelessness is – um, sort of, there, you know, there are three big funders of homeless services in, in the area, which is King County, um, United Way, and the city of Seattle. But if they're all sort of funding different priorities, then, uh, you know, it's sort of hard to coordinate your approach. And so this Pathways Home report commits essentially these three major funding sources to, you know, lock arms together and only fund very specific types of services, the hope being that you can create sort of a more fluid system. Now, the mayor did acknowledge uh, some of the controversies that have been happening around the country regarding police. Also, he put a big emphasis on making it clear that black lives matter as well in his speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, Is this you know, responding to what's going on here in the city as well elsewhere around the country? Yeah, it is. Um, I think his response, it it seemed to sort of pay a little more homage to what's happening nationally, um, specifically in most recently in Charlotte and uh, Tulsa, the shootings there. Um, But he also realizes that uh, this this contingent of, you know, people have been calling him block the bunker protests, but protesters, but this contingent of people is getting a little more bold. They're showing up to more meetings. Their, their demands are getting more pronounced they've been nasty a bit um some, some people would council. say occasionally yeah. yeah occasionally a little nasty and they've been shutting down meetings more recently and so these people are already very critical of murray so i think just proclaiming black lives matter isn't necessarily going to do a lot to change the image that they have of him 
but at the same time, he he's a progressive mayor in a progressive city. He can't get away with not saying that sort of thing and not giving that kind of pledge. Council member reaction to uh, this from what you heard. I know there was uh, a lot of reaction from Shama Sawant already, who mm-hmm. wants that money from uh, the uh, North Precinct to go to uh, building more housing and helping the homeless and uh, human services. Mm-hmm. And this is becoming sort of a yearly tradition that uh, the mayor, since Shama Sawant was elected a council member, the mayor gives his budget proposal, and then she responds with what she calls a, a people's budget. Um, I think this year it's going to be in mid-October. She'll have a big event around that. You know, sort of her, her way of saying that distinguishing herself from sort of what she calls the status quo and you know, staking her flag and her more activist roots. And like you mentioned this year, her big item was she wants to see the money that was going to be used for the North precinct police station to now fund a thousand affordable homes, which is a little more complicated than maybe that sounds on its surface because, you know, the, the money for the precinct, it wasn't on hand just yet. They were going to use bonding or essentially right. a credit card um, to pay for this thing and then reimburse it later with taxes on real estate transactions. The mayor's office quickly come out and said that we can't do council member Swan's plan because you They've said you can't use those real estate transactions to pay for housing. Councilmember Swant has come back with a proposal from the council central staff that she says shows exactly how you could, in fact, use those tax receipts. But much to her dismay, although I doubt to her surprise, the mayor did not include any of that in his budget proposal. So over the next few months, the council will get a chance to go through it and add their own amendments. So I'm sure she will introduce an amendment doing exactly what she's intended to do. My guess is that it won't gain any traction. It might get three votes, but probably not five from the council. Anything else out of the budget proposal that uh, stood out to you or surprised you at all? Well, I mean, this year it was interesting because this is the mayor's third budget proposal. The two before, he had these kind of taglines, you know, this is all about affordable housing or this is all about the minimum wage or whatever. And this year was uh, good governance, which is in a lot of ways just an acknowledgement that there are so many things that are on his plate already to sort of create a budget that looks like it's doing anything except for addressing all of the problems like homelessness, police reform, housing affordability, transportation. Um, if, if you seem to be looking beyond that, um, people will be wondering if he's actually doing his job. So I think there's an acknowledgement that uh, what sort of flexibility that they have in the budget really needs to go to fixing those big ticket items. So none of it's new, none of it's surprising, but all of it is important. And uh, as he uh, lays out this budget, he's going into an election year. Mm -hmm. What does that tell us about as he's preparing here? I think probably, I mean, we're we're all sort of waiting to see actually how much of a challenge he's going to get in the election. But when it does come around, I really think homelessness is going to be a huge, huge topic of conversation and probably where he's left some daylight for somebody who might want to challenge him. And so he's going to really want to show that he's made concrete progress on this issue by this time next year as he's looking at an election. So that'll be big. And then, you know, he was elected as the mayor who was going to sort of finish out the consent decree with the Department of Justice to reform the police department. He's going to want to show that that has been, at least if not finished, pretty close. The monitor overseeing that came out with something on Monday suggesting that maybe by fall 2017, the Department of Justice could actually leave. But I think you'd find quite a few people who want to see a lot more happen before that is the case. 
Right. David Croman, city reporter for Crosscut.com. Thank you for the insights on the uh, mayor's budget proposal. And this has been Reporter's Notebook. I'm Enrique Cerno. We'll talk more next time.